welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio, where we are interviewing incredible women leaders, womenpreneurs that are making a difference in the world. And today is no different. Today I have an incredible guest, Muriel Kozabowski. And we are going to be talking about coaching the highly sensitive leader. She and I have a great conversation about how being highly sen- a highly sensitive person impacts your leadership and some of the ways that it's a strength, as well as some of the ways that your mindset can help you to manage it. Muriel is also a podcast host, and you can find her podcast on Spotify at Inside Out Leadership, or use mycompassrosconsulting.com backslash inside dash out to get over there to Spotify. I will include all of her contact links in the information below. Muriel, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Visionary Women Preneurs Radio. Well, welcome to Visionary Women Preneurs Radio. I'm so thrilled to have you with us from the UK. And it's a special treat to have someone from across the pond, as they say. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really pleased to be here. Well, great. I know that today we had um, talked about talking about leadership and um, mindset. So what focus, what caused you to focus on your coaching practice on leadership and mindset for business or business? Yeah, no. Uh-huh. Um, I think that for me, um, there's, there's different things. Um, first of all, I love the idea of, of leadership. I really wanted to work with people who have ambition, have drive want to achieve something and um i think the idea for me of working with leaders uh first and foremost was very very strong um and then on the back of that that i think that for me i i noticed quickly and and that's also my own experience that there is um perhaps a lack of training uh for leaders in organizations and and in in business for business owners and that people often or can have a bad experience of leadership either with their own, you know, the, the, the leaders that they've worked with in the past or even how to go about leading other people. So I, I noticed that there was, there was maybe a little bit of a gap there that, that, could, be, that could be filled with, with coaching and, and particularly with focusing on mindset. Um, and, and mindset and leadership are not usually two things that are combined and, and so I, I think I, I found a little bit of a little bit of a niche there, um, and and I really think that leaders, whether they run their own business or they work in the corporate space, um, will will operate much more effectively if they if they have a robust mindset within. Um, and and so this is my kind of philosophy that the philosophy behind my coaching. Great. I know that um, in my coaching, I leadership is one of the pillars. I believe is foundational to business owners being successful, and mindset's part of that, mm. and also that um, willingness to personally grow as a leader and invest the time in yourself to um, to do that. You know, even if you're a solopreneur or leader of a big corporation. 
I think part of leadership is that personal growth, personal awareness. So it sounds like your mm. coaching really kind of um, helps people to tune into that for themselves of like where they are as a leader and where they need to maybe focus or improve upon. Is that a accurate? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I always say that for me, 80% of leadership is, is actually self-leadership. And and for me, that element of self-leadership is really what I'm trying to help, what I'm helping people connect with. And and I, and I, and that this is where the element of mindset comes in, comes in very strongly in terms of, you know, self-awareness in terms of knowing oneself um, well enough so that you you will be able to uh, manage different different situations uh, knowing how the brain works uh, I also love um, I love neuroscience I'm not a scientist but I, I take interest in in neuroscience and and I love to explain to people how the brain works and you know the different parts of the brain um, uh, how the emotional brain operates and and it's often the emotional brain actually that gets in the way of people being at their best um, during the day and being at their best when they build relationships with other people so so all of this I think is for me the element of self-leadership and and as you said of of kind of personal growth and just I think that willingness to to evolve in a different version of yourself um, and that willingness to I suppose to get out of your comfort zone in in to some extent to to experiment and experience you know things that will be unfamiliar and uncertain and perhaps a little bit scary uh, to to you know to kind of break that ceiling and 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 get to a different version of yourself. So yeah, I'm I'm extremely passionate about that and and I think that without this work, the quality of the leadership and the quality of even the business development for for so especially for solopreneurs who are on their own and don't have you do know the typical kind of corporate structure to support their development i think this is even more crucial for um for solopreneurs so yeah i'm i'm, I'm i am really passionate about about that part the self leadership part yeah i think it just affects all parts of your business mm. um sometimes people don't understand that like your marketing is affected by your business leader like your leadership um because mm -hmm. your leadership affects your ability to communicate communicate effectively you know and so mm -hmm. when you like go through all the different parts of a business um if you're not a good leader and you're not willing to invest the time in that improvement it's hard to run an effective healthy business i mean there's bad leaders that have built businesses for sure but but is it a healthy business i guess would be a question. yeah um, yeah no that's that's a really good point and and i think again particularly with with you know solopreneurs and 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 people perhaps on their own or well, leading you know small team um i think for me one of the reasons why i i like to coach um, kind of the leadership mindset for particularly for business owners is that I'm really thinking about the experience of being in business and mm -hmm. the experience of running a business. So I think there's 
there's always only two options. One option is to run a business and, and as you said, be healthy and enjoy the experience. So it's running a business and driving yourself a bit crazy um, in, in the process. So I think for me, the, the experience of it is, is, as you said, what will kind of, it will be everywhere. It will be in your marketing. It will be in your sales conversations. It will be in how you show up you know, with with kind of different stakeholders or, or and it will have an impact on everything, but also it will really have an impact on 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 how much you enjoy it and how sustainable it is for you to to kind of be in business and and you know day in day out kind of show up at your best uh, because I think that business ownership is is you know is a long term game. You don't develop a business. You know, we hear all these stories of people, you know, suddenly making millions of 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 dollars. But I think we don't see all the hard work that that went behind the scenes, right, for years and years and years and years. So I think the sustainability and, and enjoying the experience and being able to experiment, to have fun with it, to, yeah, to just be yourself and, and enjoy that is also super important. And I think that's where the leadership mindset really, really comes in as well. Definitely. I know that um, one of the things that I think is important for leaders is to um, create their vision. And I know that um, that's something that you and I talked about. And so why do you think vision is so important for business owners to spend some time with? Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I I always use this um, analogy of, you know, getting in the car. And I don't think we would think of getting into the car if we don't have somewhere to go, right? So you don't, if you get into the car, you know that you're going to the food store, you know that you're going to the bakery, you're going to visit your family. You always have a destination in mind. Otherwise, you would just be driving around the block, you know. And, and unfortunately, I think that a lot of people launch into business without knowing what their destination is really um and and being kind of stuck into the more more in the kind of day-to-day task management oh i need to do a website i need to go to this networking event i need to but they don't really have an idea like a picture almost and i often use the also the analogy of 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 a painting uh um, and that resonates with people quite well, you know, like I'm painting a picture of where I want to be 10 years from now and the impact that I want to have 10 years from now. And and I think if you don't have this, it's really difficult to make decisions along the way. I think this kind of, I, would, I don't want to say final, but this kind of destination in five to 10 years will be your point of reference to make every single decision that you have to make in your business and to, as you said, write your copy and speak to your audience and all these kinds of things will be all related to that vision. So I think that's why it's, it's so important is, is knowing where you're going, you know, and, and where you want to get to and, and you can only get somewhere if you know where you're going, if that makes sense. So that's kind of how I, how I think about it and how I kind of teach it to, to business owners. Yeah, I use a similar analogy because I think it's so hard. I'll have um, business owners that want to start kind of in the middle of like, I need more business now, but it's like, well, what do you, 
where are we going? You know? And yeah. Like, even when you try and start in the middle with them of like, how do we get more business now? Um, it always needs to come back to what's the vision and you know, what are you trying to create? Um, yeah. So how has been, I think you an HSP, highly sensitive. What is HSP? Yeah. Like so, highly sensitive it, person. Um, yeah. How does that affect um, being a business owner, um, working on leadership? Mm. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And 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 to be honest, I think that being HSP has massively influenced uh, my experience of being my first experiences of being a leader, and, and how I. It's not that I wasn't prepared, but I think because I'm I'm HSP. So let me let me just explain briefly what that means exactly, because we see this acronym like in loads of places and 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 I think maybe sometimes we you know people don't exactly understand what it means so and a highly sensitive person it this is an inborn trait so this means that highly sensitive people are born with a more sensitive nervous system so it's first and foremost um a a, a, a body thing you know it it is you were born with a more sensitive nervous system and so this has an impact on how you experience, how your body experiences things. So things like, um, you know, um, sensitivity to, to, to images, to what you see, to smells, um, sensitivity to hunger, to um, lack of sleep. So all of these things are going to affect a highly sensitive person much more than a I want to say non-sensitive person or, or moderately sensitive person and if we think about this just the body aspect of it if we think about how you know highly stimulated people are in the business world in general and um how i know that my first experiences of leadership you know i was in meeting back to back to back to back to back and people sometimes not taking a lunch break and you know and i was just completely exhausted and and i think that if we transfer that to to owning a business, um, it's it's really really important to take that into consideration when you start, you know, thinking about you know even just planning your time and and planning your days and 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 how much you are able to interact with people during the day. So so that that's the, that's the body aspect of the HSP, but it's there's also um, kind of a, a a mind aspect to it where uh, HS, HSPs um, kind of process information in a much more a, a deeper and a more refined way. They notice loads of details that. Um, that non-sensitive people might not notice. They are sponges, um, I literally, I call them sponges from, you know, the moods of others and the states of mind. So, for example, if I get into, um, you know, a meeting room and even, even on Zoom, I, I, I can detect very quickly, you know, where everybody is, you know, who's tired, um, you know, the, the kind of different moods and the atmosphere. And I kind of just absorb that. So for coaching, it's great um, because that allows me to be very empathetic and to put myself in the shoes of people very, very quickly. But it's also, uh, it can be very exhausting and draining if you don't have breaks and downtime and uh, things like that during the day. So so I think for me, in terms of, 
building my business. And, and I think I went a little bit down a rabbit hole at the start because I, I you know, when you start and you're really excited and you just want to, you know, have clients and, and do all the things. And, and I was just exhausting myself. It was ridiculous. I was my own boss and I, my, my schedule, you should have seen my schedule at the start. It was like 8.30 to like 7 every day filled up yeah. with God knows what. I don't even know what I'm what I was doing at the time. And, you know, it took me a few months to kind of reconnect with myself and and really kind of realize okay now you know this is too much i need to slow down so for me what that looks like is really organizing my days in a way that is comfortable for me at a pace that is comfortable for me i can't have too many coaching sessions in one day i'm not the kind of person who's going to have like 10 sessions in a day or or, yeah. or something like that um and also alternate between the different types of tasks so that I get I get that you know kind of breaks and down times and and I always have a lunch break and I take care of myself um you know in the mornings I do my exercise so so all of this is part of the I think it's important for anybody but I think for an HSP it's even more key to to really think through all of, all of those little things um you know day in day out um so yeah, that that's kind of yeah, that's kind of how how I think about it. And going back to this idea of the vision, I think this is quite interesting because HSPs are very have a great attention to detail mm-hmm. and are quite usually quite perfectionists um, at heart. And so for me, building a vision ten years from now, five years from now, was really difficult because I I was just kind of stuck in the in the you know bogged down a little bit in the in the day and in the moment and in you know everything perfect and yeah. i need to bring myself back and take a step back and look at, at the big picture i need to remind myself constantly of the big picture and of my vision um so this is i think this is also an interesting aspect for sensitive or highly sensitive people um that can idea of building the vision might be a little bit more difficult as well definitely i think building the vision yeah, it can be a challenging exercise because it feels it can feel so big. Um, but the vision can also evolve and change. And mm. I think that's a place where people can get stuck is like, I've got to create this perfect map of like this destination of where I'm going. And, you know, it's like, well, it might shift a little bit as you're like on the journey. And um at the same time, like you said before, it's important to use that as a tool for making decisions so that you mm-hmm. don't go like way off track and be like, oh, but my vision was way over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so it's a good tool. So how do you help business owners to create that powerful vision um, and and get that get past that overwhelm or the challenge mm. of feeling like it needs yeah. to be perfect and what you went through. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I think I, I noticed because I think a lot of more and more and more people, um, I think there's a little bit of a trend around that maybe that people come to me wanting to, to talk about vision and wanting to talk about strategy for kind of building and implementing that vision. Um and and I feel so the way the way I help them is that first of all for me 
a vision is always at the intersection of the, the personal and the professional. So we can never completely compartmentalize, you know, oh yeah, this is what I do in my business. You know, it, it's just on its own there. No, you know, for me, the vision and helping them understand that a vision is okay, the impact you want to make in your business and maybe the community you want to create and, you know, how you want to help people, but it's also you and your lifestyle and, you know, maybe your kind of, I don't know, income that you want to create or, you know, all the things that are kind of more personal to you. So really helping them to see almost like the big picture of that bridge between the personal and the professional. Now, in terms of overwhelm, and I had a call with someone just just this week um, with, you know, she want she wanted to have clarity on her vision and she felt completely overwhelmed. And what I found interesting is that she's a project manager. And I said to her, I said to her, look, you know, this is really no different from managing a project. It's just bigger. It's just on a bigger scale. So the way I like to to help people is 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 maybe twofold. So first of all, I um, encourage them to be future focused. So for me, building a vision. So I think a lot of people get bogged down into the past, and I think their benchmark for for what they want to achieve, for you know what they want to create, for their success is their benchmark is what they have achieved so far. So they they use the past as a point of reference. And what I encourage them to do is to, to flip this around completely. Just don't consider the past, even the present, just the future. So really, really, really thinking future focus. So that's the first thing. And then what I encourage them to do is to work backwards from the future, from that point in the future, that kind of five to 10 years, that picture that we're painting with all the different elements in there, in there and work backwards from that. What are, what are going to be the milestones along the way that you would like to see, to yeah. see happen? Um, another thing that really helps them is to, um, I think when you create a vision for a business, there's a big element of imagination. Um, and, and I think when you create, when you future focus, because you, you don't have any evidence yet that things, you know, will kind of happen the way you want them to happen. But that's yeah. the whole point, right? So you you're kind of getting out of the the usual, the kind of the small growth. That's what I call the the small growth. And instead of doing like small incremental, you're just like aiming for the big scale vision. Um, and I think this element of imagination is really important. And the element also of, I love the idea of playfulness. I love the idea of, you know, almost like the, the rules of brainstorming. Okay, like all the ideas are valid even the crazy ones, and then we kind of sift through. So, yeah, yeah I, th I think there's loads of ways that you can help people with this exercise. And and typically, I think the kind of creative imagination playfulness will be an, a really nice relief for overwhelm for people because they're going to get in touch with a different part of their brain and a different maybe aspect of, of, of their personality. Um, so I find that quite quite helpful, and and I think the last thing is the time frame. I think a lot of people 
tend to think, okay, maybe six months, a year, maybe two years, even for, for business. I've had loads of conversation where people were didn't know, like a year from now, where do you want to be? And they didn't know. And yeah. so for me, like, 10 years is, is a great amount of time, five minimum, then 10. And so that you have the time, right? So you don't have the, the pressure and stress of kind of short-term, oh, I need to achieve this in six months, etc. No, you've got 10 years, give yourself the time. And I always say that people underestimate what they can achieve in a long amount of time and they overestimate what they can achieve in a short <laughs> amount of time. And that, that's, oh, that's a very so common, <laughs> yeah, very common problem. So yeah, six months, great. I'm going to get 50 clients and da, da, da. And th this, this is not realistic. Whereas when you have a, 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 a bigger amount of time then you can stretch everything. You can stretch your goals. You can really be ambitious and audacious about about your vision and really include all those elements. So sorry, I'm rambling a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I, that's kind of how I do it. <laughs> I um, It made me think of, I worked with a nonprofit that wanted, they were doing a strategic plan and I asked them, so what's the vision? So we're, you know, creating a strategic plan for three years, but there's no vision of where we're going. And mm -hmm. so I just see that so important, like here's the big picture of 10 years down the road. And then you can create those, like you said, milestones or strategies. Like I see the strategic plan is what gets you to the vision. But if you mm -hmm. don't have vision, like what do you, what's your plan based on? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. what are we no, what are we really absolutely. trying to do so um it just yeah. seems so fundamental to um creating that long longer term plan or vision mm. so um being highly sensitive how does that impact like coaching do you work mostly with highly sensitive leaders or um how does that come into your coaching? Yeah, no, absolutely. So at first, um, I think at first, I didn't really integrate that um, as much in kind of the leadership coaching and the leadership mindset. But I think over time, what I started to notice is that is that the leaders that were coming with challenges, maybe around, you know, confidence, and um, building relationships, communication, building trust, all those what people would call soft skills, like all the kind of fluffy, some people would even say fluffy stuff, but that's my favorite stuff. So people coming, people coming with those types of challenges where with a little bit of conversation and digging were actually more sensitive. And, and so that kind of made me think that, that it would be great to create a space for sensitive or highly sensitive leaders so that they can they can have it's not special treatment because they don't really need that but they will the challenges that they will face will be different from non-sensitive or moderately sensitive leaders so over time i kind of developed that um kind of you know vision for for this particular group and obviously I probably responded to that because I am myself highly sensitive and I and I've had 
very, very similar challenges. So what I started doing is um, I created a, a Facebook group uh, called Highly Sensitive Business Leaders. And then I created a workshop uh, particularly for, uh, so it's called Making Business Work uh, for Highly Sensitive Leaders. And, and, and now I'm really starting to cater particularly for this kind of segment of, of leaders. And, and in my kind of day-to-day -day collaboration, you know, coaching in, in the leadership yeah. and corporate space, now I'm really, I'm really tuned in. And I know when somebody comes on the call, I know which of my clients are kind of sensitive, highly sensitive. And, and so we, 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 are, we are having those conversations as well. Um, but yeah, what I'd love, what I'd love to do, and I'm, I'm continuing the research. I'm interviewing highly sensitive people to have an idea, you know, of, of what their blocks are, and also the strengths. And I think this is something that, with highly sensitive people, for me, this is a superpower. And I'm, I'm not saying this because I am one, one, one <laughs> of them. But I really think that it's a gift, and that unfortunately. And particularly in the kind of highly high stimulation, you know, kind of extroverted kind of business world is often a, a skill set and, 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 and a gift that is maybe not valued as much, as much as it should. So I really want to encourage highly sensitive people to use their strengths um, and, and to, you know, to, yeah, to use their, their strengths, you know, in, in, in their business in you know the way they build relationships and hsps are extremely proficient at building deep relationships um they are extremely empathetic so there's a whole range of things that they do probably a little bit better than than you know the the, the rest the rest of the population so you're really kind of being aware valuing loving their high sensitivity and using their strengths in in their business as well so yeah so all of this is going on but uh, but yeah this is what it what it looks like i really would love to have you know a, a big community and raise awareness more to to what highly sensitive people experience and um i mean i know people who just literally found out through my workshop you know they they, they thought they were sensitive and then they took my Kind of questionnaire and they were like 90 percent and yeah. they kind of started panicking even a, li a little bit like you know what's wrong but then you know it's it's people just finding out about the sensitivity every day and so i, I really want to support these people great well let's give people your website so that they can find those resources um yeah no absolutely so the website is the self-coaching circle so this is the name of my my business, the selfcoachingcircle.com. Um, and if they want to join, um, the, the Facebook group is great because it's really catered for highly sensitive people. So it's called highly, um, it's called highly sensitive business leaders. Um, and I have the, the workshop I talked about as well that they can find on even bright making business work for highly sensitive leaders. Um, so all of these resources and, and the kind of places where they can, they can, I think for highly sensitive people, it's great to have a place where they can come and they can kind of, they don't have to justify themselves. They don't have to explain and they know that people will kind of quote unquote get it, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I love the idea. Great. So I'm going to include all those links in the show notes for people also. Um, yeah. One thing I wondered is, 
for highly sensitive people and leaders, what are some of the challenges? Because I would think that um, there could be times where being highly sensitive is really hard in mm -hmm. dealing with employees or um, customers even, dissatisfied customers, because you kind of take that on, if I'm understanding correctly. And yeah. so sometimes those negative feelings, like when you're taking them like, into yourself, don't feel good. <laughs> so yeah. what are some of the ways that you can help somebody to, not that you're putting shields up, but you are you're, have tools to work through those things so that they're not mm. debilitating or not causing you to avoid situations that as a business leader, you really can't afford to, to not be present for. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and as you say, rightly, I think that uh, what could happen is, is people starting to avoid, to be avoidant, to procrastinate to the point, uh, particularly for uh, business owners like solopreneurs, you know, pro procrastinate to the point where they don't even take action. They don't even put themselves out there. They kind of, you know, have very reduced social media interactions. Um, or even networking interactions and things like that. Um, there they might be a strong, uh, one of the things that comes up regularly is imposter syndrome. And I think that it's is that 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 feeling of, of being different and of seeing other leaders around operating in, in a different way uh, or, or being able to cope with a really high stimulation environment. And, having all those, as you said, kind of customer conversations, for example, or um, so for example, typically an HSP would, would, could have, actually an HSP would probably have a, a very productive conversation with, with a dissatisfied customer because they could build a relationship and create that empathy yeah. and approach, approach it in a way that would make the customer you know, comfortable and, and listened to and understood. So all the things, all the right things. But I think right. it's the, is the quantity that might be the problem is that these conversations can be very, very taxing and draining for an HSP. So they, they, they wouldn't be able to go around all day and have, have those conversations. So it's about kind of managing how much interaction you can have in 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 one given day, and especially with the, when these conversations are um, what I call courageous conversations, um, oh, you know, that. kind of how many, yeah, how many can you have in 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 one given day? So it's kind of like spreading out, you know, uh, those conversations. And I think with the HSP, the other the other um, challenge that might happen is that especially when you have somebody who is not satisfied, is that the HSP is, is is a bit of a perfectionist, as I said previously, and so we would take to really take to heart and feel extremely guilty about somebody not being dissatisfied, even before we have the conversation. You know, it's it, oh, it's all my fault, and I'm responsible, and I didn't do things right, and yeah, and and you know, because it's not perfect, right? So yeah. I think I think kind of 
for HSP being able to get out of your own head and and that's why again the mindset comes in and and the mindset work find ways to ground to ground yourself and to kind of take a step back and take some distance from the situation and 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 you know being able to see you know what what it is really you know make not making a, a like a mountain out of a, a molehill you know all of the time um to be able to approach these conversations in a way that is kind of productive and 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 effective. So, so there is this. I think procrastination is a big one as well. Uh, generally, so you've already mentioned the sense of overwhelm, but there's also another potentially another trigger for procrastination, particularly for HSPs, is the kind of fear of rejection, because we are so in tune with other people kind of moods and emotions etc that we we just need to have that sense of connection and when this sense of connection is threatened um then you know we we don't want to fail because we don't want to be disconnected we don't want anybody to tell us that we're not you know that we might not be doing the best job but it's it's imperfect so we just really fear that kind of disconnection from other people and that that can really uh, lead to to procrastination and to just not taking action or kind of delaying and all of all of these types of things and again that happens to everybody i think but i think for hsps it might just be a little bit more pronounced and a little bit more they're more prone to this these types of um, kind of challenges so yeah. there is a there's a there's a host of of, of things that little things that that will crop up um along the way um you know around kind of confidence and around speaking up in meeting yeah there's there's lots of things that 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 could be could be and again you know every hsp is different as well and there are extroverted hsps uh but 70 percent of hsps are introverted so you know the experience might be different yeah and what results do your clients get when you're helping them work on that leadership mindset? What changes yeah. do you see for themselves? Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. So so this is this is interesting, and I think that's what you were saying at the start, that that the leadership kind of um, feeds into all the areas of of the business. And, and I think that maybe it's something that people people struggle to see sometimes that they, they want to do a business course, but when it comes to mindset, they're like, oh yeah, that's not a priority. But actually for me, the mindset is really non-negotiable, you know, and then you can go on your business course and do all the businessy things. But anyway, so I think that what I see the most is people's experience of being in business and people, general levels of kind of, confidence and contentment and well-being and how they show up day in day out uh resilience is also a, a huge one and we know that when we're talking about long-term vision that to be able to implement that vision and and you know stay the course and stick to it even when things you know get you know pear-shaped and all of that you know i think that the element of resilience is, is something that i that i see uh, a lot and I, I just see people relax as well and just have kind of you know lower the level of stress and just approaching I think approaching relationship building and and even like sales conversations which can be quite quite um quite stressful for people I find that a lot of people kind of shy away from kind of 
commercial conversations or anything to do with money there's there's money i mean money is a, is a big one probably a whole different conversations we, we yeah. could have but um but yeah i find that people people are more relaxed and and so this has a like kind of a ripple effect on on then when when they go into their uh, conversations with prospects and customers how they collect feedback and how they tweak and and improve their processes uh potentially you know how many how many clients come on board with them and that influences their level of income and and so there's lots of kind of ripple effect over the long term that this mindset that leadership mindset work will create um for for business owners so that that's kind of in a nutshell what i see very cool well this has been a great conversation i want to remind people that they can find information at selfcoachingcircle.com. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, you also have a podcast that people can find on Spotify. And yeah. I'll have the link for that too. But it, what's the name of your podcast? It's... So Sorry. Inside out leadership, <laughs> I think, right? Yeah, so it's inside and out leadership. And um, I'm really passionate about this podcast. And I think in there, there is a great selection of episodes around the leadership mindset. Um, I also did a special episode last week about highly sensitive people. Um, and um, yeah, there, there, there's loads there that, that people can kind of choose pick and choose from um in, in kind of the lead the, the kind of the leadership area but again my the philosophy behind this podcast is you know work from the inside out so without the the inside work and the mindset work then you know so the best results on the outside we will shine on the outside if we shine on the inside so that's um, kind of the philosophy yeah love it Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was great to talk with you and talk about vision and highly sensitive business leaders and how that can really be a strength in leadership. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thank you, Donna, for having me. It's been, it's been a pleasure to, to speak with you. Great. Thanks for listening to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I hope that you gained some valuable insights with today's interview. I want to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, which we are hosted on anchor.fm, but you can also find us on Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Apple, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. I'm your show host, Donalyn Price, marketing strategist and business success coach. And I want to invite you to pick up Becoming a Bizologist, our newly released book, and you can find it at compassroseconsulting.com. I hope that you have an incredible day and that you are making things happen in your business and in your life.